and a one, two, three, four. Welcome everybody to the Life Point Table Talk Podcast. My name is Jason, and we are continuing today on our Bible in a Year. Reading through the Bible in a Year. It's an awesome thing to do. I encourage anyone interested in the Bible at all to try reading it straight through in a year. Now the way we're doing it, we read an Old Testament portion and a New Testament portion. And today uh, we're coming in week 35. And I, I really do uh, think it's it's uh, advantageous to do it this way because you see so many parallels and cross cross uh, references between the the old and the new testament i really don't like to separate those they're so intrinsically connected uh to understand both uh where we've been and where we're going and uh where we are right now so let's get into it it's just me today flying solo excited we've got uh we're gonna finish up psalms we got psalms 132 all the way to the end i believe it's goes to 150 and then we got uh first corinthians 8 through 12 so uh man i have really enjoyed being in the psalms um it goes uh very deep the psalms I really do feel like they're, it's the heart, it's the heart of the scriptures. Um, so uh, it resonates and, and there's um, uh, so much that applies to our, our lives, our daily lives, and uh, what we're going on, what's going on, what we're going through, and um, my goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the Psalms. Okay, let's let's dive in. We're going to start at 132 in the Psalms. We've got 132. Here we go. Lord, for David's sake, remember all his effort, how he made a vow to the Lord. I will not go home or sleep until I find... A place for the Lord. May your followers shout for joy. For David's sake, don't reject your king. God won't go back on his promise to David. If your sons follow my commandment, they will sit on the throne forever. Unfortunately, as we just read, they do not follow. The Lord made Zion his home. He will supply what she needs. I will protect her priests. I will humiliate their enemies. His crown will shine. 133. Look how good it is when brothers live in unity. Like when Aaron was anointed on his head, it ran down on his beard and onto his garments. Like the dew of Hermon, which flows down the hills of Zion. The Lord decrees a blessing for eternal life. 134. 
Attention, praise the Lord, those who serve in the temple during the night. Lift your hands, lift your hands toward the sanctuary. May the Lord bless you from Zion. 135. Praise the Lord, those who serve in the temple. Sing praise to his name. The Lord chose Israel. The Lord is superior to all other gods. He makes clouds rise and lightning, wind and rain. He struck down Egypt's firstborn. He defeated many nations and kings. He gave their land as an inheritance to Israel. He vindicates his people. The nation's idols are made of silver and gold. They are man-made. They can't speak or breathe or hear. Those who make them end up like them. We've heard that before. Israel, praise the Lord. Loyal followers of God, praise him. He who dwells in Jerusalem, praise him. All right, 136. This one's awesome. Um, I'm just going to read through it because it's so good. It's It's like a... It's like a song and like a call and response. It's got a rhythm here. It goes back and forth. But it keeps, it'll say something and it'll over and over say, His loyal love endures. That's the NET translation. All right, this is 136. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His loyal love endures. Give thanks to the God of gods. His loyal love endures. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His loyal love endures. To the one who performs magnificent deeds, his loyal love endures. To the one who made the heavens, his loyal love endures. To the one who made the earth, his loyal love endures. To the one who made the the great lights, his loyal love endures. The sun to rule by day, the moon and stars to rule by night, his loyal love endures. To the one who struck down Egypt's firstborn, his loyal love endures. And let Israel out from their midst, his loyal love endures. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, his loyal love endures. To the one who divided the sea, his loyal love endures. To the one who led his people through the wilderness, his loyal love endures. Struck down kings, his love endures. Gave their land as inheritance to Israel, his loyal love endures. To the one who remembers us when we were down, his loyal love endures. Snatched us away from our enemies, his loyal love endures. To the one who gives food to all living things, his loyal love endures. Give thanks to God in heaven, his loyal love endures. Mm. That's one of my favorites. Um, that that phrase, that refrain they use so uh, over and over, his loyal love endures. Um there's something something to that where the specific uh uh way of saying it that I really like uh first of all he's loyal and uh faithful he's loyal and faithful um that's an incredible thing to think about uh so many times maybe we have not been faithful or loyal but he is and I love it in in uh throughout the psalms they will they will bring this up that God is faithful and loyal that's part of who he is that's his nature and they will the psalmist will remind him you're faithful and loyal uh 
for for your for your namesake um take action in our lives help um and you, and you see this it's just a such a beautiful beautiful song it really it it goes through the whole story creation um he made the heavens he made the earth he made the lights um he freed Israel from Egypt. He brought them through the desert. He divided the sea. Um, he struck down their enemies, the kings. He gave the land as an inheritance. And I love this one. To the one who remembered us when we were down. His loyal love endures. Endures. And two, that's kind of a interesting word, endures. It means it will last. It's with us forever. His faithfulness is with us forever. You can count on that. And you can you can remind yourself of his faithfulness through this story. His faithfulness with Israel. He stuck with them through all of this. That's why they keep re- repeating it over and over and over. Remember that he's faithful. His loyal love endures. Psalm 137, by the rivers of Babylon we weep, remembering Zion. We hang our harps in the trees. They ask for a happy song. How can we sing in a foreign land? May I never forget Jerusalem. May I die if I don't make her a priority. The Edomites tore Jerusalem down to its foundation. This is after the exile. O Babylon, soon to be devastated. Blessed is the one who pays you back. Now it takes a a really violent turn here. Blessed is the one who takes your babies and smashes them on a rock. Wow. Um, There's these moments in in the scriptures where there's, (laughs) there's, there's violence, um, that is unsettling. Um, this is one of them. This is a pretty famous one. People bring it up all the time. Blessed is the one who takes your babies and smashes them on a rock. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know totally uh, what to do with that. Explain it other than um, it was a sp- specific time and place and culture. And this person was um, speaking through that lens. Um, in their out of their pain and their their hurt. I'm not saying it's good to smash babies. Um, maybe it's a way of talking. Um, but it was violent time. Violence. Hmm. That one's uh, unsettling. Um. That whole scenario is unsettling. What happened to them? Being overtaken, their city destroyed, as they say, down to its foundations, then in captivity. Blessed is the one who pays you back. It's interesting, their freedom um, in exile was not... um, uh, 
totally uh, warfare. There was, we read about that, um, there was fighting within in the uh, empires they were under. But eventually it wasn't like they took took over the whole thing. They, they were uh, um, found favor with the king. It, it was, wasn't a total vengeance scenario. It was actually grace. All right, let's keep going. 138. I will give thanks with all my heart before the heavenly assembly. I will bow down because of your love and faithfulness. When I crowd out, cried out, you helped me. You made me bold and energized me. Let all the kings of the earth give thanks. The Lord looks after the lowly. He humbles the proud. You revive me when I walk in danger. You deliver me from my enemies. Your love endures forever. Don't abandon those who you have made. I love this too, the, this refrain, your, your love endures forever. And then connecting it to don't abandon those who you have made. There's a sense of, of uh, uh, like, a, like a family or ownership. Sometimes we'll say don't forget your servants, the ones who serve you. Um, reminding the Lord of, of his faithfulness uh, to his people and his followers for his own namesake. 139, Lord, you know me. You understand my motives. I see where I go. Wait, you see where I go, what I say, and everything I do. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Nowhere. If I go to heaven or hell or fly away or go to the bottom of the sea, you will be there. Even there you would guide me. Darkness cannot cover me. You made my mind and my heart. You wove me together in my mother's womb. I will give you thanks for your awesome deeds. You know my inside to the bone. You saw me in the womb. You wrote my days in the book of life. I can't fathom all your thoughts about me. Get away from me, wicked men. They rebel against you. I hate them. Examine me and see my thoughts. Test me. See if I am idolatrous in any way. Lead me in the everlasting way. I was looking at the notes there on that part where it says, lead me in the everlasting way. And I I, uh, I liked it. One of them was saying the ancient way. The ancient path. Um, there's a, there is a, a, a path. Um, a path of righteousness that has been... Um, been here on the planet uh, from the beginning. The ancient way, the everlasting way, the way to life. Um, the ways of the Lord. I, I like that. The ancient way. It's still, it's the same. The, the ancient way to the everlasting way. It's still the path, the righteous, the path of righteousness. It's still the way to life. 140. For music director, a psalm by David. Rescue me from wicked men. They stir up conflict and have venom in their words. Protect me from violent men. They have evil plans for me. I say you are my God. Hear my plea. My deliverer, my shield in battle. 
May the evil be overwhelmed by their own words. Rain down fire and coals on them. Calamity will hunt down the violent man. You defend the cause of the oppressed and vindicate the poor. Certainly the godly will give thanks. 141. Lord, I cry out to you. Come quickly. Hear me when I cry. May you accept my prayer and my uplifted hands. Help me guard my mouth. Don't let me have evil desires or participate with evil men. May the godly correct me. My prayer is a witness against evil people. I look to you and take shelter. Don't expose me to danger. Protect me from the wicked traps. Let them fall in their own trap while I'll escape. 142. A well-written song by David, a prayer when he was in a cave. I cry out to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my lament. I tell him my troubles. When my strength is gone, you are with me. They make a trap for me. No one cares. I have nowhere to run. No, no one cares about my life. I cry out to you. You are my shelter, my security in the land of the living. I am in serious trouble. Rescue me. Listen to my cry. Free me from prison, that I may give thanks to your name. Because of you, the godly will assemble, for you vindicate me. I just, uh, man, just being in the Psalms, um, I find myself, when I pray, I pray the Psalms. I pray them into my own life, um, using using a uh, similar similar verbiage because it's just kind of it's it's uh gets in me and um i don't know how to explain it but it feels um it feels right because it's like um uh, there's something about the scriptures the the way uh the psalmist pray the way david prayed um it's uh it's it's both reverent and always kind of checking itself to to be sure to be in gratitude and thanks and praise to god and at the same time just uh you know, like he said, I pour out my lament. I tell him my troubles. It's just, you know, uh, it's just very raw and open with God in a in a relational way, um, and, and and oftentimes using um, using the relationship. In the prayer, you know, free me from prison that I may give thanks to your name. That's really an interesting way to pray, I think. Um, Deliver me, Lord, so that I can testify about your goodness. Uh, Deliver me, Lord, and I will praise you for it. Um, He talks about his promise to God. Um, He calls on vows sometimes. I will fulfill my vow. Those, uh, there's an interesting thing in prayer where sometimes you'll make promises, or even, um, yeah, yeah, that I may give thanks to your name because of you. The godly will assemble for you. Vindicate me. Uh, um, I 
really find that um, um, it's actually a, there's a, there's a faith to that believing that um, God will deliver you and and I will praise you for it. I'll praise you now, but I'll also praise you then when you deliver me. That's beautiful. 143, Lord, hear my prayer. Pay attention to my plea because you are faithful. Answer me. Don't judge me because no one is innocent before you. My enemies chase me into dark places. My strength is gone. I'm shocked. I meditate on all you have done. There it is again. I meditate on all you have done. Um, that's another thing. It's taking, taking what God's done in my own life, um, where he's been there for me, and also taking the scriptures. That story, the, the, the um, remembering his power and his mighty deeds. How many times do they have to say it? Remember. I spread my hands out in prayer. My soul thirsts for you in a dry land. Hmm. Answer me quickly. My strength is fading. I trust in you. I run to you for protection. I love this. Teach me to do what pleases you. For you are my God. May your presence lead me. Your will be done, Lord. For the sake of your reputation, revive me. There it is. For your reputation, Lord. I, I, I just I can't get out of that. I'm yours, God. We are in this covenant relationship together. For your reputation, uh, revive me and rescue me. Because you are just. Remember, you're just. Rescue me. As a demonstration of your love, that's who you are, your love, God. Destroy my enemies. Annihilate them, for I am your servant. I am yours, God. And look what's going on. This looks bad on you, Lord. <laughs> oh. 144. By David, a prayer for a nation. I praise you, Lord, my rock. You teach me how to fight my battles. I love that. You teach me how to fight my battles. What a... What a refrain. Lord, teach me to fight my battles. You are my fortress and my shield. Why do humans mean anything to you? Why do you care about us? We disappear like breath. We last no longer than a shadow. Come down from heaven, Lord. Burn down the mountains. Shoot lightning at my enemies. Set me free. Save me from the flood of lies. I will sing you a new song. Through your power, kings win wars. You saved David. I pray our young sons and daughters grow strong. Our barns full of crops, fields covered with sheep and cows. Don't let the city be captured or any of us taken away. Don't make us cry out in sorrow. Lord, you give blessing to all those who worship you. Um, that's, a, that's a health and wealth. Uh, prayer right there, Brother David. Um, I pray our young sons and daughters grow strong, our barns full of crops, fields covered with sheep and cows. Don't let the city be captured or taken away. Don't let us have to cry out with in sorrow. You give blessings to all those who worship you. Psalm 145. By David for praise. 
The Lord is king and merciful. I will praise my God and my king. I will praise you every day and always honor your name. You are wonderful. You deserve praise. You are great, greater than we can understand. Each generation will praise you to another. I will focus on your honor and amazing things you've done. They will proclaim the power of your awesome acts. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, patient and loving. Good to all. Give him thanks. Your followers praise you and tell about your mighty things you've done. Your kingdom is forever through all generations. The Lord supports those who fall and lifts them up. The Lord is just near to all who cry out to him. He satisfies the desires of his followers. He hears their cry and delivers them. He protects those who he loves. He destroys the wicked. My mouth will praise the Lord. Let all who live praise his name forever. Um, I love I, I, I love the generational aspect of this as well. Each generation will praise you to another. Um, your kingdom is forever through all generations. Passing this on, passing this on to our children. Uh, praising God between generations to each other, back and forth. It's beautiful. One forty-six. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise him as long as I live. Do not trust in princes or human beings. They die before their plans are done. Blessed is the one who is helped by God, the one who made heaven and earth. He is faithful, vindicates the oppressed, gives food for, to the hungry, releases the imprisoned, sight to the blind, lifts up the discouraged, lifts up the fatherless and the widow. The Lord rules forever through generations. believe that's testifying to our Lord. Releases the imprisoned sight to the blind, lifts up the discouraged, lifts up the fatherless and the widow, rules through generation. 147. Praise the Lord. It's good to sing praises to our God. Praise is appropriate. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem, gathers the exiles, heals the brokenhearted, bandages their wounds, he counts the stars and names them. Our God is great and awesome. There's no limit to his wisdom. Lifts up the oppressed, knocks down the wicked. Sing praises. He covers the sky with clouds, gives the earth rain. He's not impressed by the strong. He delights in his faithful followers. He blesses your children. He brings peace. He provides. He sends snow. Then he orders it to be melted. He proclaimed his word to Jacob and his regulations to Israel, unlike other nations. Praise the Lord. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise him in the heavens. All the angels praise him. All his heavenly assembly praise him. Sun and moon and stars praise him. Praise him for he commanded them into existence. That's That, that first refrain there in and of itself is so powerful. The idea of the the one part in the previous psalm I was talking about it's appropriate to praise the Lord, it's it's the right response, um, for all creation. Why is it the right response? Praise Him for He commanded them <laughs> into existence. He's the source of life. That reason alone. 
the present the the heavens should praise him the angels should praise him the heavenly assembly should praise him praise the lord from the earth praise him creatures in the sea praise him fire snow hail and wind mountains and hills and trees kings and princes young and old men and women let them praise the name of the lord for his name alone is exalted his majesty is over the sky. He made his people victorious. He gives his followers reason to praise. Israel, praise the Lord. 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Praise him in the assembly. Let Israel rejoice in their creator with dancing and tambourine. For the Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord delights in his people. He exalts the oppressed. Let those vindicated rejoice. The godly Lock up wicked kings, and his followers will be vindicated. Praise the Lord. Here's the last one. 150. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary for his mighty acts, for his greatness, with the blast of the horn, with the harp, tambourine, and dancing, with stringed instruments and flute, loud cymbals, clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Awesome. That is the last psalm, my friends. We have finished the psalms. My goodness. Um, extraordinary. Um, and next week we'll be starting in Proverbs. That's exciting. Um, but, wow, the psalms, that is so, so rich, uh, so beautiful. That's something you, you can live in daily, for sure. And um, it's uh, uh, nourishing to the soul. All right, let's jump over to our New Testament reading. We are in Corinthians. And this week we have Corinthians 8 through 12. All right, Brother Paul is writing to the Corinthians, and we talked, uh, me and Tyler were talking a bit about this. Um, there's a previous letter, uh, correspondence between Paul and the Corinthians, and uh, we know this partially because he addresses it in these letters. Um they wrote him asking questions, and he's he's writing back in response, answering um, some of their questions. So chapter 8 starts off here. In your letter, you ask about food offered to idols. We all have knowledge on this, but knowledge puffs up. Love builds up. If someone who thinks he knows a lot, if someone thinks he knows a lot, he has more to learn. God knows those who love him. The food that is offered to idols in this world are not alive. Many are so-called gods in this world, but there only is one real God, the Father and the Lord Jesus. Some people's conscience is bothered by food sacrificed to idols. Food doesn't bring us close to God. We have liberty to eat and drink what we want, but be careful your liberty doesn't become a hindrance to the weak. If the weak one sees you eating in, in the idol temple, 
they would be encouraged to do the same. If you sin in this way, you sin against Christ. If food causes my brother or sister to sin, I will not eat, so I may not cause them to sin. Um, that's all of chapter 8 there. But the <laughs> this is uh, really interesting here. Um, we're getting down to like uh, certain particulars in life and culture and things. And Paul is sometimes I, it's not as it's not a totally black and white uh, answer. And uh, maybe that's not the answer they wanted to hear. They wanted to hear yay or nay, and he's saying, well. It's actually a little more complicated than that. And it's more about walking in love toward your brothers and sisters, not just freedom and liberty. And your conscience. Some people's conscience is bothered by certain things. Um, that's really interesting. The conscience uh, on certain areas is not the same across the board. really interesting chapter 9 I am free and an apostle I've seen the Lord Jesus and I've led you to faith in him when people question me I tell them Barnabas and I have the right to food and drink and financial support and to marry who serves in an army at his own expense the one who plants a vineyard gets to eat some of the fruit if we sow spiritual blessings among you, is it too much to reap material things from you? We have not forced this issue. The Lord commands those who proclaim the gospel to receive their living by the gospel. But I have not used this right. I do this voluntarily. Now, this is interesting. Paul Paul's talking about um, ministers, an apostle here, has the right to be paid for his work. I tell them Barnabas and I have the right to food and drink and financial support and to be married. Um, we sow spiritual blessings. Is it too much to reap material things? But then he turns around and says, but I'm not doing this. I'm not asking you for money. Um, even though the Lord commands those who proclaim the gospel to receive their living by the gospel, I have not used this right. I am free from all and not a slave to any in order to gain more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew. Those under the law, I became under the law. Even though I am not under the law, to those free of the law, I am free of the law. I became like the one free of the law, even though I'm under Christ's law. To the weak, I became weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all means, I may save some. I do it all for the gospel. Run to win like a runner in a competition. To athletes, the athlete must exercise self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we do it for an imperishable crown. Don't run without purpose or box the air. Subdue the body so I sub subdue my body so I may preach and not be disqualified. Um, a lot here. Um, so first he's, he's talking about being paid for his ministry. Uh, 
And then he kind of circles back to the original thing about, um, is it okay to do this or that? Or he's talking about uh, eating food that was given to idols. Um, it's kind of the same uh, thought here of walking in love and also looking, thinking about the other uh, instead of just yourself. Um, to the Jews, he became like a Jew. To the to those not under the law, he became like those free under the law. To the weak, he became weak. Um, walking in love, really. Um, thinking about other people before yourself. Not just freedom. There is freedom. Um, like he said, even though I'm not under the law, he's going to walk under the law when he's with his Jewish brothers so that um, he can reach them with the gospel. And in that last refrain there, run to win like a runner in a competition. Uh, athletes must exercise self-control in everything. Um, that's that's uh, really important to remember. Um Sometimes in the in um, it can be a little confusing, maybe um, with grace and what we are capable capable of doing and not doing. Um, he's he's seeing it as um, on on par with the athlete athlete training. Uh, for competition um, on that level of, of uh, self-control, um, being able to control yourself. Um, that's actually a form of freedom. Self-control is a form of freedom um, that I think Paul uh, saw that um, to the point where it wasn't just about could he do this or that, he was free to follow um, his heart and his conscience and, mo and, and love and think about other people and what they're going through and where they're at in their walk and their journey and their life. Uh, chapter 10. Remember our ancestors were under the cloud and passed through the sea. I love that. Under the cloud and passed through the sea. And were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all drank from the spiritual rock of Christ. Wow. I love the idea that um, I've seen this talk about Jesus was literally there with them. He knew them. Um, but God not was not pleased with most, most of them. They were cut down in the wilderness. These things happened as an example for us. So don't crave evil things like they did. So don't be idolaters like them. Let us not be immoral. Don't put Christ to the test. Many were destroyed. Don't complain as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and instructions for us. So I think about that a lot. Um, this story 
I keep talking about the story. That's our example and our instruction. It's all there. It's 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 right there in that story. That's why we keep repeating it over and over, getting it in our hearts. First thing he says there, remember our ancestors were umber, under the cloud and passed through the sea. Remember this story. Remember where you came from. Um, so be careful not to fall. No trial you're going through, others have not faced. Now that's, that is incredible. Um, there is such a uh, uh, pull, a current, uh, and it's, I think, very natural to feel um, uh, different. You know, like you're going through something nobody else has been through. Nobody knows your troubles. Nobody um, really understands this. Nobody's been through anything like this. I'm all alone. Um, no trial you're going through, others have not faced. Um, uniqueness. That's, what I, that's the word I was looking for. We think we're unique in our troubles. And um, in a large way, we are not. Everybody's going through things, and there's somebody going through and been through stuff like you've been through. Because um, there's something with, if it's unique, there's some sort of other set of responsibilities for you. Um, your unique situation. Um, all right. God is faithful. He will not let you be tried beyond what you are able to bear. He will provide a way out so you can endure. Um, wow, that's incredible too. So both of those, no trial you're going through, others have not faced, and he will not let you be tried beyond what you are capable to bear. Um, there's a level of, um, I guess you could look at it in a, in a couple different ways, the uh, responsibility. He's not letting you off the hook saying um, you couldn't help it you couldn't help you can't help what you're going through you can't help to but to keep messing up keep doing whatever thing is that's causing harm in your life saying yeah actually you can um, and and there's a there's also a, a hope a hope to this it's not just a correction because he's saying he will not let you be tried beyond what you are able to bear meaning you can overcome. That means if you're facing something, you can overcome. You can get through it. He'll provide a way. You can endure. He's faithful. <laughs> you Whatever you're facing, he is faithful, and you can overcome it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Flee from idolatry. We are one in Christ, for we all share the one bread and cup. What pagan sacrifice is to demons, not God. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. Are we trying to provoke God? Um, honestly, this gets a little funky for me. That gray area I was talking about. Originally they said about food uh, to idols. It's like the thing where I'll say the idols are dead. They're not real. They can't talk. They can't breathe. They can't do anything. 
Um, but there's something behind it. There is a real entity involved on some level. Because uh, what he says here, I, I believe, what the pagans sacrifice is to demons, not God. Um, uh, that, uh, that's sobering. That's a sobering idea. In in um, I know we think some of these things are just old, old uh, ancient ways where they literally are sacrificing to some god or whatever, but I think there's some some ways idolatry is still alive today. Flee from idolatry. That's what he's talking about. Idolatry. What is the 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 thing? What is the the spirit? behind the idolatry the idolatry itself is just a thing which is nothing but there's often a spirit behind it that's a sobering idea everything is lawful but not everything is beneficial not everything builds others up seek the good of others i was talking about this earlier eat anything without questioning in your conscience but if someone's conscience bothers them and on something if someone's conscience bothers them on something, don't partake. So it's not just about freedom. It is about freedom, but it's about choosing love. Choosing to think about others first. That takes priority over the freedom, actually. Whatever you eat and drink, do it for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jews or Greeks or to the church of God. Seek the benefit of others. Chapter 11, be imitators of me like I am of Christ. I praise that you maintain what I taught you. Christ is the head of every man, the man the head of the woman, God the head of Christ. Praying or prophesying with your head covered is a disgrace. Um, he gets into this whole thing about hair and your head being covered. Um, I don't fully... Um, know what to do with some of this cult, uh, culturally or um, how this translate into our time now um, but it's here um, so um, let's let's see okay but the woman who prays prophesies prays and prophesies with her head uncovered is disgraced a woman should cut her hair if she won't cover it men shouldn't wear anything on his head women were created for men because of this and because of angels she should wear something on her head as a sign she is under someone's authority men men, men and women need each other the first woman came from man but all men after that came from women it's natural it's Unnatural for men to have long hair, but beautiful for women to have long hair. In the following area, I don't praise you. I hear there is division when you come together. When you come together for the Lord's Supper, some eat their own supper while some are hungry, and some are getting drunk. Are you trying to shame those who have nothing? Now, this whole thing is really interesting. I, I want to know how they were having the Lord's Supper. Obviously, they're not doing the 
little trinket cup and the little cardboard wafer. Um, that sounds like a full-on meal and, and some drinks. Uh, the Lord took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. This is this is so rich here. Um, this this uh, taking the bread, give thanks and broke it. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He took the cup. This is the cup in the new covenant in my blood. Do this every time you drink it, in remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Um, here's this, this theme of remembrance. Um, and this time it's with the broken body of Jesus, with his death and the cup. And this goes back um, it, it's repeated over and over. Taking the bread, giving thanks, breaking it, um, lifting it up to the Lord. Um, this goes back to Abraham through Moses. Uh, you see it with Paul spe specifically, even when he was ship, his ship was wrecked. Um, taking bread, giving thanks, breaking it, giving it to others. Um, there's something really deep there. And it's also connected to to manna, the, the bread of life. Uh, if you eat and remembrance, rem <laughs> there is something going on here with remembering. Um, um, that's kind of a, it's a rabbit trail maybe, but not really because it's, it's like um, the major theme here, remember. What does that do for us, remembering? What does communion do for us? What does, can you forget? Obviously you can forget. What does it do to remember? You're bringing something from the past into the present. Hmm. If you eat or drink the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, you're guilty of the blood of the Lord. Examine yourself before you eat or drink the Lord's Supper. The one who eats without careful regard and judging drinks judgment on himself. This is why many of you are weak, sick, and dead. The Lord judges us so we may not be condemned with this world. When you come together to eat, wait on one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home. Um, again, he's saying there's a connection between taking the Lord's Supper in a in a unworthy manner, which is connected to weakness, sickness, and death. Um, what's the opposite of that? What if it is worthy? What does what does that do? He's he's connecting uh, communion to strength, health, and life. You're bringing that into your life when you remember him. Oh, man, there's something there. Hmm. That's the gospel. Chapter 12. 
You asked me about spiritual gifts. When you were pagans, you were led astray by idols. There it is again. Um, that mix of these things are just man-made. They're nothing. They don't do anything. They don't talk. They don't see. They're not really gods. Uh, but they will lead you astray because they're connected to an actual spirit demon. Uh, no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. No one says Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. I guess it's a, a, a way to test the spirits there. Jesus is Lord. Hmm. There are different spiritual gifts, but they all come from God. The same God works in all of us. The Spirit has given each of us special way of serving others. Some can speak wisdom, some knowledge, others great faith or power to heal the sick or power to work miracles. Some prophets, some recognize God's Spirit being present. I love that one. That's a gift. Recognizing God's Spirit being pre being present. Um, even that's trippy. God's Spirit being present. There, there must be uh, varying degrees of presence. Other others can speak different languages. Others can interpret those languages, but it's the spirit that does all this, and which gives, uh, which gives gifts. The body of Christ has many parts: some Jews, Gentiles, slaves, free. But the Spirit baptizes all of us as a body uh, of Christ. Our bodies have many parts. Suppose a foot says, "I'm not a hand." So I'm not part of the body. The foot still belongs. Suppose an ear says I'm not an eye. I'm not part of the body. Would the ear still belong? If our body's only eyes, we could hear. God put the body together. The body's not really a body unless it has more than one part. It takes many parts. The eye can't say he doesn't need a hand. The head can't say it doesn't need feet. We can't get along without the different body parts of the body that seem weakest. We take special care on some body parts. We are modest with some parts, but not others. God made it so even the parts that seem the least important are valuable. So each part cares for the other. If one part hurts, we all hurt. If one part is honored, we are all honored. Together you are the body of Christ. God chose some to be apostles, prophets, teachers, but also some to work miracles or hear the sick or help others be leaders, or speak different kinds of languages. Not everyone is an apostle, nor prophet, nor teacher. Not everyone can work miracles or heal the sick. Not everyone can speak different languages or interpret. I want to you to desire the best gift. All right. Um, so... so uh, uh, well put here uh, about the body of Christ, literally a body. Um, what part we play, um, whether seemingly large or insignificant or small, uh, it's all part of the body. It's all important. And um, my experience over the years in church, this is certainly true. It's not a um, one-person uh, operation by any means and there are many 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 unseen parts that are working um, in the body of Christ um, 
who are who are just invaluable. Uh, they're priceless, um, and you li- like your own body. That's that's a such a great way to look at it. Um, you know how important <laughs> whole your whole being is. Um, your whole body is. It's all important. You want to be whole, and um, I like it too. He's talking about we take special care of some parts. We're modest with some parts. Um, what seems weakest um, is actually uh, very valuable. Um, the body of Christ. Um, that's something you see a lot. And um, today, it it can be a little uh, disheartening sometimes. Uh, on some level, it is that just the division in churches and all these denominations and different uh, churches spread out everywhere. Sometimes it's hard because it doesn't feel like a body. It doesn't feel like there's unity or we're together. But um, I I believe. And I pray for more of that, for more of this, this unity. And there is a, a level of, of body. Uh, there's a body within the church. People playing different parts within a certain church, and then different churches making up uh, the body as well. Different different churches, different styles, uh, different cultures, um, different focuses, different gifts. Gifts. So, some. Some of these are specific to people, and some, I think, it's even churches. Some churches have a certain uh, mission. It's, it's a specific mission that that, that body part uh, is carrying out, and I, I love to see that. And um, I love also when we can get together and work as one as a body. All right, friends. My friends, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for sticking around and uh, reading through the Bible. And, um, man, it's, it's, uh, I'm going to keep, keep preaching it because it's, it's, it's so impactful, uh, to stay in the Word and, uh, continue with it consistently. Uh, we're training, right? Like, uh, like an athlete. And this is part of it. This is part of, uh, the regiment. Staying in the word, friends. So, uh, continue. Come back. Keep reading. Come back. Next week, we'll be on week, uh, 36. Uh, we're hitting Proverbs. And, uh, man, it's gonna be fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Please share and um, uh, subscribe and give us a good review on there. And uh, uh, thanks. We'll see you next week. All right. Peace.